ready to rock today, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on how to break free from email so you can get back to changing the world. And Fire Nation, I have brought Yaro Starek to drop these value bombs. He's a co-founder of InboxDone.com, a service that provides a human being to take over your email for you. So Fire Nation, today we'll be talking about why email is literally the biggest productivity killer for entrepreneurs, how you can break free of the addiction, and you're going to come to some great realizations around your inbox that are probably going to surprise you, and so much more, Fire Nation, as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Thinkific is the best platform to create, market, and sell your online courses. And we speak from three years of personal experience. Right now, you can sign up for one month free on the Thinkific Pro Plan, plus leverage over $1,000 worth of training bonuses. Just visit thinkific.com slash fire. Thinkific.com slash fire. Ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire tech team to help? With ClickFunnels, you can. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Yaro, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hello, Fire Nation. Thanks so much for having me, John. Yeah. You know, I've had a few different things I thought about to answer this question, but I think the most interesting for entrepreneurs is I have recently got involved in solar energy and I have a solar plant in Ukraine. Uh, It was finished just the start of 2019 and it was a big project, something I'd never done before and I'm a proud owner of a, a solar energy plant in Ukraine. So it's a little random. That's so cool. That is random. I am really moving towards number one, clean energy. I'm actually a major investor in a company here in Puerto Rico called Biomass Green Fuels, where they like, they literally take landfill toxins and they turn it into clean energy. So it's like a really great uh, system where you're actually taking crap and pollution and turning it into great stuff, you know, clean energy. And I'm getting like these solar panels put on my house and I'm getting like a water retainer and next to my generator. So like I can like be like self-sustainable, fully autonomous. I'm trying to buy the lot next to me to start an organic farm and orchard. Like I'm going all in Yaro. So you and me together. This is is survivalist. You're going to build the bomb shelter too, just in case. And you know, get, well, you've got the passport, right? So you're... For the record, I'm staying on grid, but I am prepared to live off grid because in Puerto Rico, the grid can be shut off at any point. (laughs) That's kind of the reality of the world. But love what you're doing, and it's definitely something I might have to pick your brain at on another conversation off the record because uh, there's some really cool things in Puerto Rico with solar farms too that I can definitely see myself getting excited and into as well. So Fire Nation, as you heard from the introduction where I told you how great Yaro was and what he has going on right now and what we're going to be talking about today, one thing I didn't mention is that Yaro was actually the eighth 
ever interview on Entrepreneurs on Fire because back when I launched Entrepreneurs on Fire, Yarrow was a big deal in the online world. He still is. That's his longevity. You can see there. John, I'm hurt. (laughs) I'm not saying you still are. But back in 2012, like you've been doing it at that point for eight years. Like you launched a podcast in 2005. You were all about like creating a sustainable revenue through a blog. And I mean, you've just really been somebody who's been there and done that for a very, very long time. So, episode eight, episode 2,314. It's like no time has passed, except now Fire Nation, he's really focused on inboxdone.com, which we'll be talking a little bit about today because I know that a huge productivity killer for me, Yaro, if I let it, is email. It's like that easy little low-hanging fruit that my brain always wants to go back to for that little dopamine hint of like, oh my God, somebody cares about me. Oh, it's a spam email, but oh well, they still care about me, right? So talk to us. Why is email the biggest productivity killer for entrepreneurs? Well, I think you just summed up one of the problems is there's that addiction, which is huge. Uh, I I felt the same uh, with every business I've run. Did I get a sale whenever an email comes through? So, you you, you know, yeah, that's a it's a hit. But more than that, I I think it's an area that um, I I mean, I can illustrate it. I, I was in a a dinner, like a meetup dinner with some other entrepreneurs and we were all going through our problems. And this lady beside me says, you know, I wake up in the morning and I, I, I do a couple hours of email, but I barely make a dent. And then I, I, night, night when I get home from work, I, I do the same thing Ugh. and I'm, I'm doing more email. It's not a way to and live. It's, yeah. And it's, it's kind of like the dishes, you know, you, you, you clean them, but then you go and make a mess again and you got to clean them again. It's a, it's, a, it's a never ending job. And email is exactly the same. You, as long as you're doing something and exists, especially with a, a successful business, you get email. But the, I guess the irony here is most of that email and I've actually got some stats on this. It's ridiculous. Cool. It's like business business owners currently spend 650 hours or about 13 hours a week on email, but it's mostly reactive, low-value work. And that was from a McKinsey Global Institute study. And if you think about that, that's like – and I know I could – reflect on my own use of email. I know every business I've had at the start, I've been in there doing the email. Yeah. But thankfully, because I realized from a, actually even before we first met John, I had an editing company during the early 2000s. That business was one where I had to outsource email because that was the main job, forwarding emails between contract editors and our student clients. And if I didn't outsource that, I was absolutely chained to my inbox because that's where everything happened 24 hours a day. So there'd be no holidays, there'd be no spare time, there'd be no no freedom basically. So I had to break free from that. And until you do it, you don't realize how important and how much time is actually going to that inbox. So Fire Nation, I want to repeat a phrase that Yaro shared. 13 hours a week of reactive low value work. Do you really want to be spending 13 hours a week? And this is at a minimum of reactive, low value work. And I really hope the answer is no. I mean, Fire Nation, you know, Charles Duhigg's great book, Deep Work. I hope that you've read that and you really realize the value of doing work that matters, of doing deep work, work that's going to last a long time, not just a reactive email and being on somebody else's agenda. I call it OPA, other mm. people's agenda. Do you want to spend your life doing that or you know, a good significant part of your week like so many other people are doing? So it is an addiction. First, we got to accept the fact that we are addicted, Yaro. So take it from there. How can we break this addiction? 
You know, I think the first thing is to, you know, go into your inbox and you can do that right now as you're listening to us and even open up on your phone and just obviously not while you're driving, but, uh, you know, <laughs> open up on your phone, take a look at your email and go of these emails, how many of them do I personally need to be the person answering and replying? Right. And then ask yourself if I had a human being who was specifically focused on email as their job and they're in there every day and they're building systems and they're learning about the best way to reply. They're actually building that skill set of dealing with most of your email. It probably isn't all of it, but most of it. Would they actually be capable of possibly even doing a better job than you? Which was the aha moment I went through when I first uh, had this experience of going, wait a sec, I don't need to be the person doing my email. So I looked into my inbox. That was the, you know, the editing company. I'm like, well, really, a lot of this job, a lot of the email I'm replying to is, is somewhat mechanical. Sure, there might be a little bit of need to tailor replies to keep things personal, keep the relationships going. But it's not rocket science. I didn't have to be the one doing that. Maybe 5% of the emails I did to keep, you know, the unique message coming from me with some sort of knowledge that only I had. But I realized what I was doing could actually be handed over to someone else. And I think that's the first breakthrough. You know, we do it with tech work. Uh, straight away, people think, well, I'm not going to build my website. I'm not going to, you know, do all the graphic design. Uh, so that's some, an area where we naturally think, let's hire someone who's talented to do that. And we probably do it with other things, podcast production work, video yeah. editing, you know, all these tasks. We go, well, that's not my expertise. I'm going to get someone to specialize in it. So if you look at your inbox, uh, someone actually gave me this great example recently. They were talking about the old corporate world before we had email. There used to be a mail room, remember, in the basement of the building. And you'd have the, the mail person take the cart and bring up the mail and, you know, sort it and bring it to the right person. And that's how you dealt with mail back then. It wasn't your job to do that. You were, you know, doing the important corporate work at the top of the building. So yet today, that mail has become email, yet for some reason, we still choose to be that person pushing the cart and <laughs> sorting it out and doing all the basic work, where really that you know should be handled by someone else. So it, the first thing to do is just have that breakthrough, have that realization, and then start to see it as a system that could be done better and could, in fact, uh, deliver an improvement over you doing it. You know, in my case, I had prospective customers emailing me and I wasn't following up well enough with them. You know, I had relationships that could be built and fostered, but I was taking too long to get back to them. So there were things like that that could have been handled better. And it was also peace of mind, just knowing that there is basically, I call it like an email receptionist, a person who will be there representing myself and my company better than I do, because I'm too busy doing the things that matter most, which for me was running the business or as I change businesses, writing the blog posts, doing the podcast interviews, creating the product, um, whatever it is that's important to you. Maybe it's just spending time with friends or family, but you know, going home to do three hours worth of email is not how I'd want to spend my life either. So yeah, that's the first breakthrough. Fire Nation, I want to go through that visual realization one more time because it really did hit me, Yara, when you said it. I was just like, obviously, how come I've never thought of this before in Fire Nation? 
how have you never thought this, about this before if you haven't, but that visual realization of you being a mail clerk, like sorting through all these envelopes and then like pushing the cart through and like, you know, putting them on your desk. Like, why are you doing that work? And then ask, ask yourself that question. How many of these emails do I personally need to be replying to? Like, give yourself a little inbox audit. How many do I personally need to be replying to? You might be surprised with the answer. And what if, Fire Nation, what if somebody was building a skill set of handling those emails? They're not going to be amazing overnight, but they will over months get better and better with your help. And then, of course, you're going to continue to distance yourself from that. And then all of a sudden, you're going to feel great about them handling your inbox. Again, it doesn't come overnight, but it does come over time. And that's potentially just months if you're training this person correctly, because you need to come to that realization that somebody else might actually be better and be better at handling 90% of your email. And they'll do a better job than you can do. Come to that realization. So you're a great systems guy, Yaro, and you have some very simple systems and some processes that we as entrepreneurs can set up immediately to reduce how much time we're spending in our inbox. Let's go over some of those systems and processes that you've really identified over at inboxdone.com. Well, it's a, a starting point is what we all are familiar with, templates, filters, you know, using folders. We, you probably have folders right now. I know when I was the person in charge, I had probably 30 folders of which I never actually went and looked in. It just <laughs> felt good to put the email in the folder like I was organizing things. Um, so that's that's obviously a starting point. But I think a lot of this is about triage. And that that's uh, something that most people don't really factor when they're doing email. That There's levels of importance to email, just as there are triage in, in a hospital, which patients need to be attended to first. There's triage with email as well. So that's one of the most important things you can start to build a system around is triaging. Now, in my case, all the triage we did always involved a email assistant setting up the triage system based, in my case, on my needs or my business's needs. And it can be something simple like, you know, the 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 everyday emails coming through, software updates, newsletters from people you follow, that's not triage top of the pile. That's not going to affect your business in any meaningful way. You don't need to get back to it in a you know rush period. In fact, you probably don't need to do it at all, but we can talk about that, that another later on. Uh, then you've got the, okay, this probably needs to be replied to you know within uh, a couple of days. And then you've got that you need to look at this right now. And in fact, often if it's that important, it's probably shouldn't be email. It should be dropped into a Slack message. Hey, uh, John's asking if you want to go on the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. Do you want me to say yes? And it's like, yes, of course I do. So, you know, that's really <laughs> important. And you've got to hit those points uh, straight away. So that that's a basic thing. But a lot of this, the systems, I believe, get you only so far because it's software trying to put messages in certain places and you can build some automated replies, but you're not necessarily uh, spending your life doing that. Like I did it for you know five messages that were the most common. And then once I brought someone on to help me, they ended up building a hundred template replies wow. based on all the different things that we did. And you know, I didn't want to be the person to sit there and come up with a, a reply for every situation that comes into my inbox. I knew it was important, but it wasn't, you know, my, my, I wasn't excited by doing that. Let's put it that way, John, which I think most people probably are not either. So that's the, the sort of the entry level. I mean, there's things like Yesware you can get, which can give you more tools for creating uh, more templates and better controlling. But at the end of the day, it's it's not going to get you out of your inbox. It's going to help you feel like you're organizing your mail better. I think the real important thing is to factor in this idea of another human being doing it for you. And, and for me, 
when I did that, the biggest issue was trust. I, I just wasn't sure whether a human being could do my email the way I could do it. I believe they could set up the systems. That I believe. Sure, they can better organize my folders, come up with a few more templates. But can I trust them to handle the most important messages, you know, the triage at the top of the list. I didn't want that to be messed up because that could be potentially money that I'm missing out on. It's a customer lost. It's a relationship not built, a partnership missed out on, whatever it is, you know, not getting onto the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast because we lost the email. Mm. You know, that, that's the kind of thing that scares you, right? So having a person who you trust and, you know, going through a process of building trust with them as they come on board is what I personally wanted to experience uh, to, to first of all, just get past that. Like I, I, you can't get past it until you go through it. But I was quite surprised actually. I can give you an example. When I, uh, I was running this editing company and I had this breakthrough, well, I have to take email off my plate. Now, I don't know if I can do that, but let's see. So I hired a friend who was just about to have her first baby. She was going to be a stay-at-home mom. She was looking for this kind of work. And then I said, let's see if you know we can make this work. Um, I, I can break down how we did that. But basically, in a, in a summary, after about a month and a half, she had gone through the process that we worked out together. And she had started to actually reply to my messages. And I woke up on a, a Monday morning opened up my computer, which was right next to my bed back in the day in my tiny little bedroom. And my inbox was completely empty. And oh. I thought that something had broken because I was used to always having all these messages in there. So, you know, I was checking where are the jobs coming in for this business. It's uh, Monday. But then I checked the sent folder and saw that she'd actually replied to everybody and everything had been dealt with. And that was a weird, surreal moment. Like I, I was kind of going for the four hour work week before Tim Ferriss coined that phrase. This was before his, his book came out. And on that day was the day where I was like, I have an entire day now and I can do whatever I want with it because <laughs> this business is now running itself. And it was it was actually because of that that I started blogging and podcasting because I had the time to invest in those kind of projects. Uh, so it kind of all connects, you know, there's a, a flow on from that. But that's an experience I think everyone should go through just to see how much of a difference it can make to your life. So Fire Nation, I'm going to share a couple tools that I use right now that helps. But like Yaro said, these tools, they're only small improvements, they're only incremental improvements, not the full release that we're really trying to get you to think about and, and potentially accept because that's what's truly going to release you and set you free from this inbox that's taking over so many people's lives. So a few things that I do use though that I find really does help to maybe start to get you a taste of this as you're moving in this full direction. Inbox pause is key. You can literally pause your inbox so that every time you log in to your email, because maybe you want to send an email to somebody, you don't see like 14 messages waiting for you or 40 messages waiting for you that you're like, oh man, I'm just going to knock these out now. And then you go down that, that email hole. So I, you use um, inbox pause and it just literally will not um, show you any messages until you unpause it, then all your inbox will come in. So, you know, of course we always need to kind of jump into our email from time to time to send a message and that helps you not get distracted. Another tool that I love is called Boomerang because that allows me to not get into what I call email texting with people. Like if I get an email from somebody, I kind of want to do want to act on that right now. If it's just like quick, just to get it out of my mind, out of my inbox, like out of everything. So if I'm going through my inbox sweep and guess what, Fire Nation, 
this boomerang allows me to like send the message, but in two days or in four hours or in a week, even depending on how, you know, urgently I want to respond to that message where the person doesn't think that I'm just like sitting on this computer going back and forth to them, like bang, 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 bang. So that really helps. And also text expander, something that I love using where I can just hit like F F F on my keyboard and it pops out John at entrepreneur on fire.com. Like try typing that 15 times in a row that gets pretty old and annoying. But if you just have it for a text expander for all these key phrases and words and even paragraphs that you use often, it can really, really help. Like for instance, whenever anybody inquires about entrepreneur on fire, you know, we get 400 inquiries per month. I can just hit QQQ and boom, it just sends a message that sends them to our guest application page. And that's done with just three quick keystrokes. So just a few things there, again, to get to the small improvements, Fire Nation, but we're going to take a break now, thank our sponsors, and we get back. We're going to talk even more about the bigger release, about the bigger improvements, how to hire somebody to actually take over doing your email for you. And Yarrow has this three-step training process we're going to talk in depth about and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking those sponsors. Want more freedom in your career so you can spend more time doing the work you love? We speak from personal experience when we say that teaching online is an incredible way to help get you there, and we do it all on Thinkific. Thinkific is the best platform to create, market, and sell your online courses. In fact, it has helped us welcome over a thousand new members of Podcasters Paradise, plus deliver the best user experience to our existing members, and that's only the beginning of what's possible with Thinkific. Whether you've got a book, blog, a podcast, or are running workshops, an online course can help you grow your reach, generate game-changing revenue, and share your expertise at scale. We've looked at a ton of other options for creating online courses, and we chose Thinkific because it's easy to use and they have the best support team. And right now, you can sign up for one month free on Thinkific's most popular plan, Thinkific Pro plus leverage over $1,000 worth of training bonuses. Visit thinkific.com slash fire and start building your online courses today. That's thinkific, T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C.com slash fire. I don't consider myself a techie person, but when it comes to idea generation, I'm on fire. So when asked, are you ready to build your first sales funnel? I immediately thought I'd have to hire a tech team to help. Then I found ClickFunnels, and with ClickFunnels, the sky is the limit. ClickFunnels is a software tool that helps you create sales funnels that convert your visitors into leads and then customers. ClickFunnels was created so entrepreneurs like me and you who aren't programmers and who don't know how to code can easily build great looking pages inside of a sales funnel to grow our business online. And the great thing about ClickFunnels is that it's not just your funnel building editor, it's also your shopping cart, your email autoresponder, your membership software, your affiliate management software, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. So Yara, we're back. And as I kind of teased a little bit before the break, we're going to talk about how you really can educate us on how to hire somebody and then potentially even do a little bit of training of them to take over our email. And then we'll be diving into that three-step training process. So how can we hire somebody to take over our email? 
Uh, John, before I answer that one, let me let me flip the switch here on on you with, with your email. I mean, I know you just said a lot of tools that you yeah. use, but it does does sound a lot like there's a lot of work you're doing. So, totally. what does your current system look like with dealing with customer support? I know your team contacted me when I was interacting, yep. but you also contacted me too. So, how much do you do, and how much do other people do? It's a great question. That's really why I preface it by saying like these are tools that are kind of get you like a small improvement, but not like the full release because. That's what it's all about for me is like I have two full-time virtual assistants that work 40 hours a week just for me. So they are like my first line of defense for all email. Like they're in my inbox, plus they have their own uh, inboxes with their at Entrepreneur on Fire email addresses. So when the emails come in, they are going through these emails and they're only kind of marking, or I should say labeling is the correct word, correct word in Gmail, the ones that I really need to be taking action on. And they're taking action on all the other ones that I should not be taking action on. So it's kind of like what you shared where I'm only doing the emails where it really needs to be me because it's somebody that I want to have a conversation with. Maybe a sponsor wants to inquire about sponsoring the show and I want to jump on a call with them, X, Y, Z. And again, that took months and months to really make sure that we were doing this right. But now they're at the point where I know that they are handling the emails they should be handling and letting through the ones that I should be handling. And then also to your point where there's follow-up emails, that's coming from their email accounts to you, to other people you know that are coming onto the show so that if there's back and forth, they're handling it out of my inbox in their own inboxes too. So that's my current setup right now. And I'm still working to even take myself more out of the system, but that's where we're at. And do you remember the the point in your business evolution where you first brought on someone to do some of this email? It was about three years in, and I wish I had done it at least two and a half years earlier. And do you remember the the handover experience? Did you have those trust issues like, oh, I don't know if someone can do email as well as I do email? The worst. I mean, I was convinced that they were costing me sponsorship deals, that they were potentially ruining relationships with entrepreneurs, asking me to speak like out on stages. Like I had all these thoughts going in my head of like, I am literally like losing out on all these opportunities. So as a result, I was like, overcompensating and like going through every one of their emails until again, I could really build that trust and have them correctly trained as well. Right. Now you, you just described pretty much the same thing I went through <laughs> that, that feeling of, I, I can't lose money. I, I've got to be the one doing every email. So you do, you watch their outgoing messages a little too closely, <laughs> too closely. I think <laughs> to start with, but, um, but yeah, I mean, to go back to your question. So, uh, you know, the person listening to this, I feel like you do need to be at, at a certain level before you even consider this, you know, it's not, it's not a luxury. It's in response to a successful growing business or a busy life. Um, and, and because of that, you know, this, this is a person that is not a $4 an hour contractor I would hire because it's a pretty important job, uh, especially if you're going to have them reply to messages because that's a it's a, a level of English or whatever language you write in that you need to have. Plus, you know, the emotional empathy, perhaps some marketing knowledge, a little bit of sales knowledge. So if you go hire someone who is more about just doing, you know, I, I can do a bit of everything. I'm a web designer. I'm a social media expert. Oh, I can do your emails for you as well. You might find that you're more frustrated by them because they just can't reply the way you want them to. They can't learn a system or develop a process. So that's for me the, the first uh, decision to make here is, okay, 
I'm at a point in my business and my life that I can justify doing this uh, in terms of the work and the, the help I need, the money involved to pay this person. Therefore, I can hire someone of quality. Uh, and then you just go through your, you know, the usual fun job of trying to hire someone, which I have to say is probably one of my weakest skills, John. I, I actually went through about 12 uh, contractors at one stage trying to find the right person for some of these roles in my business. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's especially something as important as email. You, you don't want to get the wrong person. So I'm not going to do a deep dive into, you know, go go search Upwork, go search your network. I'm sure you've had guests out there who've talked about outsourcing. But when it comes to the email role, the most important thing to understand is English is a first language, emotional empathy, uh, obviously good communication skills, uh, technical skills. All those aspects need to be in place. And then also, are they able to uh, work within your lifestyle? How do you, you know, in, in our case, you know, how often do you want them to check your messages? How do you want them to interact with you? Now, I think, and here's, I guess, a bit of a secret, finding a specialist who actually spends their life doing this, or that's their job, so to speak, helps a lot because they know more than you do about managing an inbox. And that's, you know, that's a hard uh, skill set to find, especially because, and this is what's been interesting for me as a, you know, an owner of a company that does this for people. At the start, I was like, can this work for different types of inboxes? Because, okay, you know, John, your inbox is probably not that dissimilar to mine, but we've had people who've come from one, for example, our very first client was uh, doing dissociative disorder, which is multiple personality disorder. And she was uh, <clears throat> an expert at helping people in that topic. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a little different from how to make money blogging. Um, I, she's going to get much different questions in her inbox than I'm getting in mine. Uh, can this work for different types of people? And the surprising conclusion now, after we've obviously done this for like lots of inboxes, is inboxes around the world actually aren't that different because they're all human beings sending messages to human beings. And of course, a whole bunch of you know software spam, so to speak. So uh, the, the types of questions tend to boil down to the same thing, obviously about different topics, but it still can be like, where do I find this resource? Can you help me with this problem? Do you want to partner on this thing? And that tends to repeat itself. So you can actually build systems around this too. So I'd be looking for a person who's actually excited about doing that, building the systems, you know, the templates, the canned responses, getting better with folder management or label management, as you said, for Gmail, uh, that needs to be a, a skill set too. So it's communication, system building, and they have to love that. So that's step one. And then, of course, it's going through a hand of a process. And I'd love to you know, go deep on the, the three steps I recommend you do to begin that handover. If you're cool for me to dive in. Keep on diving in, brother. Okay. So I went through this exact process and it just was intuitive to begin with. And now we actually use it across uh, every inbox we hand over, obviously to become more in depth. But this is something you could do as a listener right now. You, you know, you could go find the person who you're going to work with. And then a very simple process. Step one, you have them study you. And when I say study you, it's study what content you have out there that's relevant to their job. So if you're, for example, an information marketer, like possibly a lot of listeners, you no doubt have materials out there, maybe you have webinars, you have sales pages, you have products, you have blog posts, you have content that's about you and your business. So doing some study to get that background knowledge about who you are. But the most important thing to study is actually the sent folder. For the obvious reason, it has all your previous emails that you've sent. So it's kind of like a database of how you write and what type of messages you get most commonly. And that is the best starting point to really learn 
everything that's going on in the inbox. Now, that also gives you a feel for the type of writing you do. And, you know, most people like a consistent brand message. They want the person in their inbox to have a certain style around their company. So learning your style can help do that. So phase one, which probably takes about a week, is just to learn everything about you and go into that sent folder and really get that basic knowledge of how you do what you do. Step one. Now, once the person says, you know, I, I feel confident now, I know what's going on, you can move on to step two, which is have them start writing drafts. So don't actually have them reply yet because you're not going to feel confident that they can send a reply to your your world, your live you know, human beings that matter into your, your life and your business. But you can have them start doing drafts. And what will happen is you'll have them do drafts first to the, 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 the lower triage emails, so the less important but still they need reply type messages. That usually is, is a quick answer because templates can be built around lower triage. Then what will happen, hopefully, during this process, you know, you need to do it over two or three weeks, you'll get enough variety of incoming messages that you can test your person with drafts on more complex and more uh, higher on the triage scale topics, those kind of partnership emails, maybe, or potential customers who might have a question about your product and service, and you want them to have a reply that will you know, continues to nurture them to the point that they buy. So that's when you're really testing the metal of your new person on the most important messages. And what you're doing is they're writing drafts and you're going in there and reviewing the drafts and giving them feedback. So you're helping them to learn more and course correcting as they go. Now, they're going to get better and better, but I do recommend you spend a, a good couple of weeks doing this process. And you'll know when you feel comfortable because their drafts are starting to get to the point where you don't need to correct them and they're ready to be sent. Of course, you send them once you're happy with them. But once you feel that they're really consistently getting it right, perhaps even going above and beyond doing more than you thought, because a person who you hire is actually great at this job will think of things that you're not thinking of and how to reply and how to build systems. So you'll be hopefully presently, presently, pleasantly surprised by what they're doing. And not only that, but something that I found is that like I was going through my emails with like so much like speed and brevity that my emails were like getting short and kind of like snappy. And like yeah. I look back at them, I'm like, oh, that wasn't actually what I meant to kind of convey. But like, you know, I just had like 50 emails I was trying to rip through. But like this person now, it's their job to yep. handle my email in a classy professional way. And they're just being so much more thoughtful um, with the extra time and bandwidth that they have. Yeah, spot on. I mean, it's a stress point. So what happens? You just get really stressed and you start clicking yes, no as your reply or right. do it. Or, you know, you become the the Nazi business owner. Oh, so man. Now that Gmail has those like little boxes you can just click, like I use those so often. It's like it's like silly now. And you know a busy person because you'll get one sentence answers mm -hmm, from them, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's a good sign that you're probably not on top of that task. And, and someone will do a better job of just being more conscientious about communication, which, which does matter. I think it's like presenting like, yeah, like you've had a receptionist at the front door of your business and they had one sentence, you know, short replies. That's not what you want. You want good customer service. Ideally, once you move past drafts, then you can say, you know, you're doing a good enough job. You can send directly and then you begin that process that you mentioned before, John, of carefully watching that sent folder and making sure you're happy still, which is probably going to be, you know, a bit more of paranoia than mm -hmm. necessary. But you got to go through it for your own emotional well-being, your own process here. I've actually joked with a few of our clients that the biggest challenge is not 
everything I've talked about. It's not building a system. It's not bringing on the right person. It's you getting past the emotional blockages you have around letting someone else do this job and not checking your email every day and not just being a control freak around this issue because it's hard. It, it is for a lot of people, their baby. It's what gives them identification in the world. It's where all the communication for their business happens. And to let go of that and, and realize that someone else is doing it is confronting. So that I think is the greatest challenge in this. But hopefully, once you get past step three and you've seen this person doing a good job, they're not going to be perfect. They're a human being. There might be a few things you still need to correct them. But like you said, two or three months, four or five months, the longer you do this, the better they're going to get, the more systems are going to be built, the more confident you're going to be in their abilities. And away you go. You, you hopefully will experience what I experienced, waking up and having that inbox uh, done or inbox zero. Mm -hmm. Or you even got into the inbox, which is uh, quite an eye-opening experience to have. So I hope everyone listening gets to enjoy that at some point in their life. And and like me, I do my email once a month. So I go in and answer that sort of 5% of messages that only I can answer. Uh, obviously, in triage, I'll get hit on Slack, like a Slack message. Be, hey, Yarrow, uh, John wants to confirm you're an entrepreneur on fire. You want to just check <laughs> in with him. I know I keep using that example, John, but that is a good example of a high triage moment. Sure. But, you know... It could be something like, hey, hey, Yarrow, this person wants to hear specifically from you before they buy your your high ticket product or join your high level coaching program. And that's something that I'm happy to go spend a minute replying to get that personal touch to convert the sale. Sure. But I don't need to be in the inbox seeing that every day. If someone else just lets me know on Slack or WhatsApp or whatever, I can do that. But for me, it's I sit down once a month usually and process most of my messages. So it's a... It's been a real change. I mean, I've had this for 12 years now, so I've I've enjoyed the freedom. It's like flying first class. I don't think I can go back <laughs> you to doing can't my go back. email. <laughs> no. Hashtag goals, Fire Nation. And real quick to go over these three steps. Number one, give them the basic knowledge. Like just give them that basic knowledge. Then number two, just start having them write drafts. These aren't actually things that are going out yet because you're going to be able to go over them and say, you know what, this is not correct, or this is what I want you to do in this situation, et cetera, et cetera. And then you give feedback, you course correct. That's at least for two weeks. Then guess what, Fire Nation? Then you set them free. And as a result, you are setting yourself free. And that is the beautiful step number three. And just ask yourself this question, Fire Nation. Like if you did this, if you got back all those hours you spend every single day in your email inbox, what could you actually be creating instead? Instead of doing that reactive, mind-numbing, really BS work, what could you be doing instead? Like what book could you write? What podcast could you create? What SaaS idea could you come up with software as a service and just take that to the next level like what supplement line you know what product could you create fill in the blank that's actually going to have the massive huge impact in your life not this minute little like oh my god i got 75 emails i'm going to spend the next you know three hours and all of my mental bandwidth doing so yaro we talked about a lot of great stuff today we've talked about the three-step training process Give us the biggest takeaway you want to make sure that Fire Nation gets from everything that we've chatted about today. Give us a final call to action, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, John, you already hit on it. You know, the, the email is not the important thing here. It's what you're holding back from the universe because you're in your inbox. That's the problem. You know, I would not have built a blog and gone on to do so many wonderful things in my life, thanks to blogging and podcasting, without the time and the financial stability that came from setting up this business to run without me. And email was the final step. 
I had done tech outsourcing. I had built uh, methods of bringing in customers. I had loyal customers, but I hadn't done this final step of outsourcing email. So I will leave the podcast with the message to ask all the Fire Nation, what's stopping you from doing that? Especially if it's just a mental issue. If that's the only reason, then you're entirely in control of making that decision. And ask yourself, if you woke up tomorrow morning with someone else doing the email, what activity would you do instead? And anchor on that emotion, the fun of the holiday or planning the holiday, the fun of writing the book or creating that product you always want to create. Or maybe it's just sitting down and going to the gym to recover your body because you're in constant physical stress, so you're unwell. I mean, that's the most important thing in life is to be healthy. And if email is stopping you from doing the activities, eating well, exercising, then this can be a save your life issue. Uh, it's a weird connection, but you know, not doing email. It's a direct live, connection. Live longer. <laughs> it's yes. a direct connection. So that's the most important message you know, I can leave the Fire Nation with. And where can we find out more about you and what you have going on over at inboxdone.com? You got it, inboxdone.com if you want to check out uh, what, what we do, which is provide people to do your email, just in case that wasn't clear. We provide <laughs> the specialists who <laughs> do email for people. That's all we do, we're email specialists. And yeah, we'd love to have a call if you're interested in uh, getting some help. Awesome. Well, Fire Nation, you're the average. Of the five people you spend the most time with, you've been hanging out with YS and JLD today, so keep up the heat. I mean, you haven't heard Yarrow's voice since episode eight of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and now you're hearing it well past episode 2300, so way to keep up the heat, you, Fire Nation. And head over to eofire.com, type Yarrow, Y-A-R-O, in the search bar, and the show notes page will pop up with everything we talked about today, links to all of the resources that we chatted about, and of course, also, episode eight will pop up too if you want to go back and laugh at myself. Um, and, you know, Yaro was good because he'd been podcasting for seven years at that point in 2012, but I was on episode eight, so uh, I was <laughs> as fresh as they come. But Yaro, I just want to say thank you, brother, for sharing your truth, your value, your knowledge with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Yarrow. And if you've had your big idea, then you are currently ready to ignite. But if you haven't, I have a completely free training that's going to get you to your big idea in less than an hour, Fire Nation. Visit yourbigidea.io. That's yourbigidea.io today take that course. It's free. It's less than an hour and you'll have your big idea and I will catch you on the flip side. Ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire tech team to help? With ClickFunnels, you can. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Thinkific is the best platform to create, market, and sell your online courses. And we speak from three years of personal experience. Right now, you can sign up for one month free on the Thinkific Pro Plan, plus leverage over $1,000 worth of training bonuses. Just visit thinkific.com slash fire. Thinkific.com slash fire.